founded a company back in 2011 called Slide Presenter. Employees use it to create training videos. Now, 100 enterprises are using them, paying anywhere between, call it three, four, five, six grand a month, usually on annual contracts, doing somewhere in the three, four-ish million bucks in terms of ARR range today, hoping to scale to five million sometime in 2019, growing 60% year over year. You know, call it break even today on just 1.5 million bucks raised, so pretty capital efficient. 28 people on their team between Germany and Ukraine, 18% gross revenue churn annually, uh, net revenue retention north of 100%, willing to spend up to first year of ACV to acquire, uh, sorry, of lifetime value to acquire the customer, looking at maybe raising uh, if they want to get more aggressive after they prove out some additional data points here in the next couple months. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Sebastian Walker. He's the CEO of Slide Presenter, a digital knowledge transfer software. He studied business economy and worked at major consultancies before the company. He's now looking to revolutionize the internal knowledge flow for corporations globally, founding the company in 2011, an intuitive solution that empowers any employee to create training videos within minutes. Sebastian, are you ready to take us to the top? Sure. All right, good. So uh, I think the company kind of is clear, you know, these videos help us understand what the business model is. How do you guys make money? Right. We provide a software as a service, uh, actually world's most easiest way and most fun way to capture knowledge from all kinds of uh, people inside a company, especially for corporate knowledge. And our clients pay annual licenses um, based on either the amount of video footage they create or on the uh, based on the amount of users. So we have two kind of models, depending if you want to go for global knowledge transfer, which means you have a global license and we charge you by your success, like how much content is created. Or on the other hand, like based on the number of authors. So what would you say? Be. What would you say? Kind of the average customer pays per year? Are we talking like ten bucks a year, a million a year? Um, it's uh, more than ten bucks. Like um, they, all of them are enterprise customers. Um, so what does it mean? It means that um, they pay larger amounts, and a lot of them have global licenses. A lot of them have huge departments that produce content. So um, it varies dramatically. Yeah, yeah, Sebastian, what's it? Just because I know you have a lot of different customer cohorts and we have a limited time. I mean, are we talking? I was being facetious there when I said 10 to a million. That's a huge range. I mean, are we talking like 10 grand or? I, yeah, it's, uh, it's usually it's more than 10 grand. It's like, uh, let's say, between 10 and 100 grand um, uh, for what they use currently. If someone's listening right now and they want to get started, is 10, 10 grand what they got to spend to get started? Uh, a good point for starting with Slide Presenter if you have a team is like 15K per year. Okay. Okay. Got it. That, that's helpful to understand. That's where you guys are currently focused on kind of onboarding new customers. Yes. It's a line and expense strategy. So we start entering the companies and then, then it grows inside. What, what, what can you predictably kind of rely on in terms of expansion? So if I sign up with you today for 15 grand a month, what, what will I expand to in year two probably? Um, it depends on like, uh, it mainly depends on how the adoption inside the company is, uh, how large the corporation is. And what it, it, it often also depends on how companies uh, see this topic. So like the more agile, the more innovative, the more digital they are, the, the faster it spreads. So, um, if you look at them, uh, who is our customer base? Um, like we have customers uh, that are all large successful corporations with more than 1000 employees, or that's our current uh, focus target group, uh, from across all industries, mostly from pharmaceutical insurance and financial industries. And, um, so. Yeah. So Sebastian, the, que- the question is, I understand what, what it's dependent on, but what is yours today? What is your kind of expansion year one to year two typically? Um, it's, it can double. Uh, if, if the customer is successful, it can also stay on this. Like with this 15K, customers already have something they can really use. The broader base, it's like it could be around, as an average, maybe uh, something like 50%. Five zero or one five? Uh, five zero. 
Five zero. Okay. Yeah. The, the, so the reason I'm asking, it sounds like you're pretty sophisticated in terms of what you're measuring. When you look at a, your cohort that signed up a year ago, right? If you look at the total cohort, all the revenue that signed up in December 2016, you can basically look at what expansion was, right, on that account. So you're saying that cohort will grow by about 50 percent. That cohort uh, will. Uh, those who would stay because they're agile enough, they would grow by 50 percent. Right? Okay. Well, so let's talk about the the, the the situation where they might potentially leave. So, so what's revenue churn annually today? And if they do leave, why are they leaving? <clears throat> um, if customers leave, they mainly leave because um, like people may, might be afraid of uh, being on a video and stuff like that. Because what we do is like we help them to to create everything they do based on knowledge with videos videos if, if there is a i would say cultural um a cultural issue with that if, if the leadership um makes fun of people who are on videos for example then this this is a major uh, problem uh, looking at uh, our churn rates um we have a negative uh, uh, revenue churn um but if you only look at the churn uh, it's like a like 1.5 percent um per month or per year per month, per month. okay so 1.5 percent revenue churn per month Okay, which would be about 18% per year. So 18% of the revenue churns per year. But that, what that's, you, that's if you only count the, the Yeah, the if I finish there, if I finish there, what I was going to say is that's 18% gross churn. You then have expansion. So when you add them together, your net revenue retention is how far over 100%? Um, it's about 100. Uh, yeah, actually, this number I don't have with me currently. Okay. Because we just had some, yeah. You measure it the opposite way, it sounds like, which is net negative. How far negative are you? Um, yes, yeah, same number. It's like, I don't have it available. Oh, you don't know. You just know you're, you just know you're above hundred percent retention. Okay. Right. Well, if, if you do have 50% expansion on the cohort and there's 18% churn on the cohort net should be about 132%. It's true, but customers are, have different sizes and so on. So this is also, a yeah, that doesn't like- matter if you're looking at cohort analysis based off time. Do you measure it a different way? Um, not so far. Like um, we just like we implemented a new pricing uh, beginning of last year, which changed a whole lot of things. So we don't have final number for now. Let's let's dig into that lesson. So why change pricing? Uh, because we found out that um, like we, we came from a user based pricing, um, which leads to the situation um, that uh, some customers might have like thirty licenses, for example, and those thirty licenses might be used by 25 people and five people might not use it but in the company there might be hundred or thousands other users who could and would want to use such kind of work workplace 4.0 application to create content to to avoid that they are subject matter experts have to repeat themselves uh, but they don't have a license so what we did is basically we changed it so we enable companies to start with the slide presenter based on a global license where we don't count the authors we just counted the number of hours they produce with them yeah the usage there metric. Is a, there is, yeah exactly so do you have no per seat pricing now no we still have it because some companies want to start in very very small uh, departments and for them it's yeah it's, it's better, better to start with That's lower great. amount let's sebastian put all this on a timeline for me when did you launch the company what year uh we launched uh, qu- quite a while ago we launched in 2011 um and then we first we went to the wrong direction and we did a heavy pivoting and uh, since we did the pivoting successful we, we are quite successful now um <clears throat> and uh yeah we had like looking at the the last year um uh, for example october to october um we uh had a slow growth because we worked with some um 
yeah, organizational topics and stuff like that. So the overall uh, revenue growth from then to today, like one year, was 60% for the 12 months. And um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so like this will increase again um, from now because we hired uh, several team members and now we staffed marketing, which we didn't have before. What's the team size today, Sebastian? Uh, the overall team size today is 28 people. 28? Um, yeah, 28. And where's everyone based? Um, we have two locations. It's uh, uh, Germany, Frankfurt, uh, and Ludwigshafen. And another location is in Ukraine, where we have some uh, development team, product team. Germany and Ukraine. <clears throat> and over the, so you launched in 2011. Over the past seven years, how many customers have you scaled to? Um, as I said at the beginning, we, we, we scaled fast in, in, in the wrong environment. Like we went for conference organizers and stuff like that because we thought, okay, cool. They have a lot of content that can be scaled. And that was the totally wrong assumption. And as we fixed this, um, we went to the e-learning space and knowledge transfer space. And now we have around 100 corporations, like large corporations and some minor small customers. We're exper experimenting with SMB pricings, um, but we don't count them at all because they are just a small part of our revenues. Mm -hmm. now, you mentioned 60% year over year growth rate. I think you went from October to October. So where were you last October? Um, yeah, those numbers are uh, like our investors force us not to, to mention them publicly. So uh, let's say... Well, your investor, um, come on, Sebastian, your investors shouldn't force you to do anything. Give me a range if you're more comfortable with that. Yeah. Okay. So fine. Um, we're seven digits. We're not eight digits yet. And um, we're not in the highest eight, uh, seven digits area. So, yeah. Okay. So seven digits, you're talking about annual run rate? Yeah. Okay, great. I mean, look, I can take, you said a hundred... Yeah, yeah. You, you said about 100 customers Pardon? today. You said 100 customers today, which are kind of the right customers after the pivot. And you said that earlier, you have about a 15,000 kind of point is a good point for you in terms of ACV. So if I multiply those two numbers together, that puts you about 125 grand per month uh, or about, if I multiply by 12, about 1.5 million uh, per year, which matches kind of what you just said, seven figures, but not pushing eight. Is that directionally correct? Um. That, that's the starting point. You were asking for the starting point. The average is uh, much higher than this. Okay. So like, I mean, what's your, what, what's a goal? I mean, what's the next big revenue target you have? I mean, when you break 5 million in ARR um, this year or next, that's, that's pretty much closer to it than what we had before. I know, but do, do you think you'll, do you think you'll break five this year? Either, you know, there's 30 days left or do you think that'll be a 2019 goal? Um, no, that would be uh, early in, end of, uh, earlier than, and end of 2019. You cut out, sorry, earlier than the end of 2019? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, sometime in 2019. How are you driving most of the growth? How are you signing up these customers? Right, so um, uh, after the change, the, the biggest uh, value comes from actually existing customers now. Um, but on the other hand, uh, like if you ask for our sales processes, we mainly do direct sales and active sales, like a lot of events and stuff like that. As those are enterprise customers, um, this is what works best for us. Um, and uh, of course, recommendation and all the stuff, um, because the whole learning development scene is quite small and people talk. Um, but we can say that uh, different than before, uh, a lot, a lot of additional revenue comes from existing customers. And what was the last so kind based of on our customer success? Yeah. What was the last conference that you uh, that you sponsored? Uh, our own, actually, it was uh, day before yesterday. It was awesome uh, in Frankfurt. Uh, but before that, like we have conferences, like everything that's around e-learning, like uh, future personnel, uh, learn tech, and stuff like that. Got it. Events like learn tech, great. And then we also 
we have partnerships um, where we also attend to events uh, with large learning management system providers. That's great. And now when you launched the company, you've pivoted. Now you're 28 people. Have you bootstrapped or raised capital? Uh, actually, we bootstrapped at the beginning. or we did, uh, Then we quite early did an angel round. And then we went to the wrong direction. Um, and then we actually pivoted after that. Like uh, we, we bootstrapped after that because we didn't want to make a new round until we have better KPIs. And so we made those better KPIs. Then we raised the round. And we, but we're very, very capital efficient. Okay, so, so how much capital like and how much, how much total have you raised to date? Uh, we have raised uh, in total 1.5 uh, million. Okay, so $1.5 million raised today. All of that was equity or was any of that debt? Uh, it's equ- it was equity. That's great. Okay, so, so that's actually not a, I mean, if you have 28 people and you're saying that four or five million is closer to what you are in terms of ARR, I mean, it sounds like you're probably profitable, cash flow positive today. So like we don't have uh, cash burn. That that usually okay. So if you don't have, if you don't have cash burn, you're either break even or cash flow positive. Both good places to be. That means you have a lot of leverage. Are you looking at raising right now? Um, we think about. And and yeah. So so teach us. What do you? Why would you do it? Why would you not? Um, we would not do it because we still have a lot of potential to increase our KPIs before we do it. Um, we think about doing it because uh, time is time is market share, and uh, we believe that uh, the time for our topic is actually is now. And um, yeah, so car- that's currently in the discussion. So we will have a final decision on it probably beginning of the next year. We don't have time pressure about it, but on the other hand, uh, like you want to take up speed. Um, but it's good to have some hypotheses already validated before we start. And for example, the whole SMB market is an interesting space for us. Uh, um, Currently, we're mainly in the uh, German-speaking region, and uh, we have first customers in the U.S. and stuff like that. But we want to extend that because we know it drives valuation. How aggressive are you being in terms of customer acquisition when you look at fully weighted CAC? So to sign up a new $15,000 ACV account, will you spend that whole first-year ACV to acquire them? Uh, I didn't get the full question. Could you repeat it? The question is about your fully weighted CAC. If someone signs up for fifteen grand a year, will you spend that whole amount up front to acquire them? Um. We would spend that whole amount to acquire them, but we have a very much higher lifetime value. So it's, yeah, it's roughly one year. Cuck. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's one, one year payback. Yeah. 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 One year payback, but it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's a small amount regarding this, uh, the custom lifetime value. And what do you assume customer lifetime value is? Um, it's, uh, yeah, that's, Take into account that we didn't want to disclose the the, the revenues. Like, uh, yeah, you could cut it if I if I tell you. So, like, it's uh, well. By the way, I can already calculate it because you give me revenue churn, so it's very easy to calculate lifetime value. Many 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 times higher. It's many times higher. It's like yeah, some like many many times higher. Sebastian, the reason I ask the question is because it's the most valuable way for my audience to learn how a CEO thinks about lifetime value. So you're not helpful when you just say many times higher. How do you think about lifetime value? Um. I think about lifetime value is the key, and uh, because at the end of the day, um, you can fix everything uh, with the cash if, if 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 you don't like. There are other companies who burn all the all the lifetime value to or two year uh, uh, ACVs on on sales, and I think that's that's not ideal. You can do this for a short period of time, but you should at the end um, get to a point where you somewhere are profitable with what you do. At least uh, from an operative point of view, which doesn't mean that you have to earn money to you should invest into growth. But generally, um, yeah, as a, as you already found out, like if they start at the beginning with a relatively low amount of fifty k, um, it's uh, it's already cut. Everything that comes on top is for sure profit. 
and if customers stay around, for example, four years and increase just ACVs, then it's pretty good. Okay, let's wrap up here, Sebastian, with the famous five. One word answers if you can. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, that's a good question. Um, there are so many that come to my mind now. Um, the last one you read. Uh, the last one I read, like the last one I read, was uh, why it's about recruiting, and I think recruiting everything about recruiting. What's is, the title is, of the book? It's called Why. Just Why. Um, why? Okay. So, yeah. Number like, two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, there are many cool CEOs in the software industry. Um, I still believe in uh, Microsoft. Um, that's our space. Um, yeah. So Satya Nadella, number three. Short answer. What what billing tool do you guys use? Um, as we have enterprise customers, billing is not important as important to us as like for other companies. Like we don't use Zora or something like that. We use a local variant for the small and medium sized businesses. It's called Monsum. It's a German vendor. Spell it. Um, Monsum. M O N. Like monsoon, the rain, like with an M at the end. Monthly sum. You could yeah. Okay, can That's you spell it? <laughs> M-O-N-S-U-M. Great, mon sum S-U-M, great. And number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? How many? Hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, it depends on between uh, five and eight. This okay. really depends on the time and how much load there is. So we'll say six and a half there on average. And Sebastian, what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? Uh, single, no kids. No kiddos. Yeah, and how- oh, sorry. No, it changed recently, so I'm <laughs> in a relationship, but no kids, that's it. Okay, not not married, but in a relationship, no kids, and how old are you? Uh, 39. 39, last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I would probably, um, a lot of things, but one of the main things is, uh, I'm, a, I'm a single founder, I would probably take someone else to the team at the beginning, uh, first of all. Second, um, I would probably... Uh, be more hypothesis driven at the beginning when I found a company. Um, so I could avoid this pivot maybe at the beginning. Those are maybe the two main things. Guys, make sure you sign up a co-founder coming from Sebastian founded a company back in 2011 called slide presenter employees use it to create training videos. Now a hundred enterprises using them paying anywhere between call it three, four, five, six grand a month, usually on annual contracts doing somewhere in the three, four ish million bucks in terms of ARR range today, hoping to scale to 5 million sometime in 2019 growing 60% year over year, you know, call it break even today on just 1.5 million bucks raised. So pretty capital efficient, 28 people on their team, between Germany and Ukraine, 18% gross revenue churn annually, uh, net revenue retention north of 100%, willing to spend up to first year of ACV to acquire, uh, sorry, of lifetime value to acquire the customer, looking at maybe raising uh, if they want to get more aggressive after they prove out some additional data points here in the next couple months. Sebastian, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you very much.